Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, we start with the Carabao Cup quarterfinal action, where Liverpool dumped Leicester out of the competition at Anfield. This was the reaction on TalkSport. into the corner, he celebrates in front of the Leicester City fans and Liverpool, who were 3-1 down in this game, have come back to 3-3 and win on penalties to reach the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. I think if I would have said the things clearer before the game, it could have been better in the first half already. So all the things that worked well tonight was because of the boys, all the things that didn't work well, especially in the first half, was because of me. Because I told the boys, I like the first half, apart from the goal. So we just have to improve a few things, we have to switch more, we have to accelerate in the right moments, we have to use the spaces right and left of their six more often, and all of a sudden it works out. Right footed shot, oh it's a brilliant dipping effort over the top of Keller, and it's a wonderful goal from James Madison. Come to Anfield and, and, and run Liverpool so close, score three goals, we could have had five goals, you know we, we missed a big one v1 chance and then we had another chance to make it 4-2, but you know the Liverpool the quality in the squad, the, the talent they can bring in at half time into the game was always going to push us, you know, second half we had players that couldn't run, Vards with a tight hamstring and he, for the last half hour he couldn't really move, so it was a real stretch for us in the second half. On now to Antonio Conte Spurs, who knocked out West Ham at the new White Hart Lane, thingamajig, whatever it's called, oh it's just White Hart Lane isn't it? The defensive resilience typifying an Antonio Conte team got them over the line in the second half. And it's Tottenham through to the semi-finals yet again, beating West Ham by two goals to one. If we want to, to try to reach something, uh, we need to work very hard. For sure, I think we are improving uh, in many aspects. I think in England, every game, uh, and uh, you have to be prepared to suffer because... Uh, no easy game, no easy game. And uh, today, we played against a really good team. Uh, they. West Ham on the table is ahead of us and uh, I think we reach uh, a good uh, a good level in this competition and now now we'll see we'll see what happens uh, we'll see the draw play Chelsea in the semi-finals. How do you feel about that against your old club? I want your first reaction, how excited you are about that. 
we're talking about a really good team an important team that uh, last season won the, the Champions League for sure uh, it was uh, two important years for me and uh, I enjoyed this uh, period I'm happy for uh, their success when you're sitting watching a game it's very easy to when you're a fan you're seeing it on TV you're seeing the picture you're seeing more than the manager and you can say oh Doherty looks like he's struggling he needs to come Reguilon looks like he's run out of legs with Antonio Conte ever since he's come in so far his in-game management has been absolutely spot on. He gets it right every time. And that shows to me how great of a manager he is. A shake of the hand from David Moyes. West Ham have beaten the two Manchester clubs, but they've lost to Tottenham in the quarterfinals. Terribly gutted because I think that uh, it was a, a chance to win. We're seeing an improved improvement in Tottenham. We've all, we all seen that. But I thought it was a big improvement in West Ham tonight and how we've played in recent weeks. We were much better tonight. We didn't win tonight, but I hope we can take that form that we showed tonight into the, the coming games because we've got a good team and we need to get back to the standards we've set, certainly at the start of the season. And Chelsea might be decimated by injury and illness, but they still know how to negotiate a tricky cup tie. And Thomas Tuchel has guided Chelsea through to the semi-finals. Brilliant result and uh, excellent performance. Attitude and, and discipline was outstanding and, and individual performances were good. So it's not easy to play here and in the way we did. I'm very, very pleased because we had a whole new squad on the pitch, some youngsters and some guys who took the responsibility from more or less out of nothing, who really stepped up and this is not easy. And because we know that it's not easy, we are more than happy how they did it and very happy for the team. Beating Chelsea, the champions of Europe, would be a massive statement. Yeah, it would be if you were actually playing Chelsea, the champions of Europe, not their reserves well, Andy, and under-23 you know. If Brentford don't win tonight, Frank should be fired. Really? Seriously? Should go, should he? Oh, absolutely. 03717. Sack the manager, <laughs> he's got to go. No problem. I think it would be a massive thing to have five stops. I really don't understand why we don't have five stops in general. I think it's some... Um, old-fashioned way of oh we always had three subs we can never change that but maybe we actually need to look into the future not because of cope but just in general i think it'll be brilliant to have uh, five subs now in the last episode of the podcast you may recall scrooge jordan sorry simon jordan saying this about man city's jack grealish he is now in, a, in the eye of a storm for turning up to training in a condition not befitting that by my definition is a moron well here's gabby agbonhor defending his former villa teammate I think I've Googled moron to find out the exact um, <laughs> the exact meaning and it's obviously stupid person. I think that's harsh. I feel that Simon does say some good stuff, doesn't he, when he speaks. He's a um, very clever man, says some good stuff, but he just sounds to me like a, a bitter ex-club owner who, you know, it didn't go well for him at Palace in the end, dislikes players. You could just pitch and go straight in a contract with him, Al. You know what I mean? It'd be a nightmare. He'd be like, you want? No, you're not having that. Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Humbug. So for me, like, um, I thought that it was shocking from Simon. I mean, every player doesn't mind being criticised by the media. But when you start name-calling, I think it's too much. So for me, not acceptable from Simon. Should apologise to Jack. Even Jim White's comments when he said it, defending Jack. He knows Jack's a good lad. But I know he's a moron. Grealish is a moron. Grealish is a moron. And would you believe it, old Scroogey George Simon Jordan couldn't help himself again. Here's his response to Gabby. I'm not saying 
that Jack Grealish is a nasty, unpleasant individual. I'm not attacking his personality. I'm talking about his behaviour. If you repeatedly put yourself in the way, if you do things once, it's a mistake. If you do things twice, you start to move into the foolish territory. If you do things three or four times and, and garner and gain the same attention for the same sort of behaviour, then where else do you move? You move into the territory of being moronic in your behaviour and a moron by definition. Now, you know, I know that people don't like that and I know it's strident and it's... It, well, I was told this morning by someone that listened to the show that Gabby had made some observations yeah. about me and defending his friend and I understand that. The bottom line is, is the kind of irony about being offended on someone else's behalf about someone calling somebody a name whilst calling them a name in return. Mm. And I think that might have evaded Gabby. He just sounds to me like a, a bitter ex-club owner who, you know, it didn't go well for me at Palace in the end. Listen, well, I can't... I can't a voice opinion on someone else and then not accept the fact that people will voice an opinion on me. Now Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson has been speaking to Talk Sports Reshmin Chowdhury ahead of the match against Leeds on Boxing Day Live and only on Talk Sport. He spoke about his manager Jurgen Klopp and said that he respects his opinions regarding people getting vaccinated. The manager spoke to the players about it um, and he can only give his view but he would never force anybody to do something that they didn't want to do but he can only give his view on it and it's up to the lads to decide on, on what they want to do and for the majority of all of us really I don't think we're smart enough, smart enough to make the decision on our own you know to be honest so yeah there's a lot of things flying around you know around social media you can get caught up in a, a little bit so for us it's about listening to the people that are experts on it really you know, the doctors, the medical experts that know exactly what the best way forward is. And that's the only way we can basically base our decision on, really. Um, and that's what we always try to do is listen to them and try to follow procedure for us to all be safe, all be healthy and to try to come out of this sort of pandemic, yeah, as safely and, and healthy as possible. On to the Aston Villa manager now and Steven Gerrard ahead of their Boxing Day clash with European champions Chelsea. He spoke about the daily struggles football clubs are facing at the moment due to the rise in Covid cases. I'm just generally concerned about, first and foremost, the players' welfare, trying to protect them and, and their own families during this time. Um, I'm concerned uh, about my staff and, and staff members of the club in general because this virus is where it is everyone knows the strength of it and uh, it seems to be everywhere at the moment you know listening to all the other uh, managers interviews it seems like every club has got their own different situations um but listen it, it, it's going to be an ongoing thing that we're going to have to try and manage and, and deal with but from from in my shoes it, it's very concerning because you're trying to prepare you're trying to plan a team well one minute you have a team in your head that you're thinking of playing and that can change um every time you get a message off the doctor on to the former England goalkeeper, Joe Hart, on his new club, Celtic, and also revealing that he's not quite ready for life north of the border. When I did my research on the club, you don't really need to do too much, but I mean people that I know and trust and have played up here. I think the common message is you don't know what you're getting yourself into until you're up there. And it's so true. I don't say that because I want to impress anyone. You know, I'm not particularly bothered whether people believe me or not because it is something you have to experience, mate. And when you do, and my friends and family have, I obviously have. It's special and it's a great place to be and I'm enjoying it. 
Let's cross over now to the sports bar. And Jamie O'Hara described his former Tottenham teammate Darren Bent as Mr. Scruffy Goal. That was his nickname, <laughs> Mr. Scruffy Goal, because that, he always used to score like them horrible goals. Well, on drive, old Mr. Scruffy Goal had this to say in response. Uh, listen, it was... Oh, here we go. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat, everyone. He'd probably be Mr. Mediocre, maybe. Okay. Mr. Mediocre. Yeah, technically, others? obviously, I'm not going to start a war, but technically, he was decent at his passing. Yeah, but... But that was, about it. that was probably about it. Is that all he had? Yeah, that was it. That was all he had? Yeah. He was just a passer of the ball. Yeah. Jamie O'Hara, passer of the ball, is yeah. it? Nothing more. Nice lefty. Yeah, that's it. Nice lefty. Pass Passer of the ball. ball. That's it. Yeah. That's not, what's wrong with that? Are you signing him? Are you spending a lot of money on a player that's good lefty passer of the ball? No. You're not, are you? No. It's played short to O'Hara. Oh, magnificent goal! On now to big Tony Cascarino recalling his first team debut. Your first team was Gillingham? Yeah, my first club. Yeah, my first professional club. And we played Wimbledon at uh, Priestfield Stadium now. And it was a three o'clock game on a Saturday afternoon. And we had to be in at quarter to two for the team. Yeah. And I was named as 13th man because in them days, there was only one, one sub. sub. Yeah, yeah, 12. I was named at 13th, 13th man. So I got to Gillingham. But that was exciting, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 was going to, I went down on the train. And I got off at Gillingham train station. It's about five minutes walk to Priestfield Stadium. Did you have your boots on? Did they take them with them? No, they were they were at the club. And, yeah. But I stopped because I was about an hour too early. Hour, I'd stopped off and decided to have a burger. And I've told this story in my book where I went and had a, a wimpy and chips. Um, hour, and this is like quarter to one. So I had that thinking. Well, I'm not going to be playing. I'm not going to be in the twelve. Um, I'm 13th man. Unless someone went down overnight, I'm not going to be playing. So I had a burger and chips, and then decided to have a Knickerbocker Glory straight <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> and I washed down the Knickerbocker well, Glory. The first thing I would say is, where did you get money? For that. What do you mean? It weren't that dear, Al. It was burger and chips and a Knickerbocker Glories and yeah, ice cream. With great suspect, you were Gillingham Reserves getting <laughs> £9.50 a week. Al, I actually didn't. I, I actually had a decent deal at Gillingham. They saw something in me. That's why they paid so much for me, cones and tracksuits. I got to the stadium and lo and behold, someone went down here overnight and I was 12th man on the bench now. And I'm thinking, oh no, all I can think about what I've eaten. <laughs> Lo and behold, Al, after 20 minutes, a lad called Dean White stretched off. Ooh. I'm on playing. We won 6 1, and I got my first goal for Gillingham. The 6 1. And so the, for the next game, did you have another knickerbocker? No, goal? Al, I learned pretty quickly. It wasn't a very good routine <laughs> you know, to do that. But honestly, Al, knickerbocker glory and a double wimpy and chips before me home debut with the Jills. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app wherever you get your podcast from. Of course, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I'm back on TalkSport today on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show at 4pm, so make sure you tune into that, alongside Jack Wilshire and Darren Ben. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good evening, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood. Join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in store, or via the app.